This podcast is part of the Zeo to Hero Podcast Network. AvenuePodcast.net. Hello, all my beautiful people. It's time once again for another fun episode, and uh, I think you guys are going to enjoy this one a lot. I got to have on the Murder Man this time. Uh, and if you don't know who I'm talking about, I am talking about Colt Kilbane. He is a wrestler out of the Oklahoma area, and we're going to talk to him today about what he's been doing in wrestling and how he got into it and all different kinds of fun things like that. I think you guys are really going to enjoy this one. We uh, even got into video games. It seems to be a uh, trending topic with my episodes over the last few weeks, uh, just talking about video games and stuff like that. So I hope that you guys enjoy that. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I know I had a lot of fun recording this one, and uh, yeah, I can't wait for everyone to hear it. And for those of you who are here just to hear the Colt Kilbane episode, welcome. I hope that you enjoy what you hear, and I hope that you stick around and listen to some of the other great episodes I have here as well. So, if you guys are as excited as I am, then let's get this show on the road. If you give a dad a podcast. Hey dad. So where did you actually train at? I made a really good career out of being able to bump, sell, and I had a punch-me face. I wasn't about to call you dad, so... (laughs) Seriously? I felt like I was in an anime or something. People get really mad at those videos for some reason. Like, it triggers certain people. Yeah. Wow. I was actually lost as an independent, and I was taken in by a traveling group of independent wrestlers. (laughs) I love it. I'm excited for this one. Bro! get punched in the face on the daily do you always do these interviews with your shirt off <laughs> what man this guy won't shut up all right everybody so i am pretty excited about this one this is a guy that i've been talking to for a minute about getting on the show and uh I, we had it worked out for a minute and then something came up and so i'm glad that we were able to reschedule this you know life happens but I'm really glad to have Colt Kilbane on with me. He's an Oklahoma-based wrestler. He debuted in 2017. He's worked with uh, UWO, BPW, CORE, Empire, WFC. Um, He's also the Apex champion at UWE. Man, Colt, how are you doing today? I'm great. How are you? Doing good. Trying to rest up. Yeah, uh, from what you were telling me before we started recording, you're a pretty busy guy. You uh, you work a lot, so. Yeah, it's good while I'm young, I guess. <laughs> for sure, for sure, yeah. Um, you know, uh, staying busy, though, does help uh, keep you young, I believe. Yeah, for sure. So we're just going to kind of jump right into everything, you know. Um, I I know that you, like I said, you debuted in 2017. Is that correct? Yes, sir. So how did you actually get into wrestling? Uh, I was it's actually in high school, right around right at the beginning of my freshman year. I was playing football and mm-hmm. actually jacked jacked my shoulder up pretty bad and playing football. And after I rehabbed that for a little bit, it was going into my freshman season. I was like, you know, if I'm gonna get hurt, like I I loved playing football and I at times regret quitting. But at the time, I was like, if, if I'm going to get banged up, let me do it doing something I've always wanted to do. Like, I never, as weird as it was playing football, I never dreamed about, hey, let me play for this team and maybe win a Super Bowl someday. But every night from the time I was three years old, I was like, 
I'm gonna be WWE champion one day if <laughs> if I have my way. <laughs> so I, I, I uh, quit football and really rehab my shoulder up, and then I didn't know how to get into independent wrestling. I knew it was a thing, had never yeah. really watched it. Yeah, but I was like, I'm gonna try to find somewhere to train. So I literally, I didn't even know what to type in. So I googled WWE wrestling in Tulsa. <laughs> <laughs> and and luckily I ended up finding this company at the time called Steel Rage Professional Wrestling. Okay. That ran uh in Sepulpa at the time. Mm-hmm. Sepulpa, Oklahoma, and started going to the shows. And then once I kinda got to talking to some people, I finally just asked them how I could train and then started training on Sundays and Wednesdays and went from there. Actually started training when i was 14 about a month before i turned 15 so Hmm. been doing it for i guess you could say i've been around the business about 10 years now give or take (laughs) right on i'm not sure if people consider oh you were just training so you weren't in it but been around it i guess you could say been around it so i mean you do that that's experience you know in my opinion uh being around it even you learn even if you're not getting slammed around in a ring you're still learning, you know, and uh, those lessons, whether it be in the ring or outside of the ring, when it comes to psychology or anything like that, those are all very important uh, when it comes yes. to your um, experience. So, yeah, I mean, you could say 10 years in the business and, you know, almost a grizzled vet. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Can I have a, I have a joke going at UWE. There's been a few shows at UWE where it's, some of the guys that have been around longer than me aren't on the show. And I'm look around. I'm like, Hey, I'll make the joke. I'm like, guess I'm the grizzled vet tonight. Cause everyone <laughs> else has been around like two, three years and yeah. I've been doing it just six and I'll joke around and be like, Hey, you know, I'm the grizzled vet, you know, clear spot for him. <laughs> just as a joke. But <laughs> I try to really, really be cool with the, the younger guys and just let them know like, Hey, you know, there's used to be a stigma. Oh, these vets are going to, you know, just be a-holes to you, but it doesn't have to right. be like that. Right. You know, if if you're helping the younger guys get better, then wrestling at a, as a whole is going to get better. Yes. Well, and that's you know, one reason, not that, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but that's oh, one good. reason I, I really like working for Knuckles mm-hmm. is because that's a guy I can tell just by the way he talks to everybody that works his shows after a match is he doesn't, if somebody messes up, he doesn't, you know, scream and shout and belittle him. He's like, hey, here's what you did wrong. Now let me show you how to fix it. And to me, that's how yeah. a real coach should be. And that is really can't put a value on that type of, I guess you could say, coaching or yeah. critiquing. Yeah. So one thing I heard recently, and this has stuck with me, is leave it better than you found it. Yep. And when you can do that and you can leave a piece of knowledge and not harm uh, the next generation, or, you know, in some way, then you're doing the right thing, leaving it better than you found it. That's the only way that this is going to progress is if we're able Absolutely. to do that. So yeah, yep. I, I like that. Yep. And there's, there's a lot of people that'll complain that this is kind of a stigma in Oklahoma, but I've seen it other places I've traveled. Oh, the wrestling in my state is terrible. And I'm like, well, the, the grass is only as green as you're willing to water it. Right. Only get as green. So it's like, you can, there is certain cases where, you know, some people just refuse to try to get better. But if someone else, what I've noticed is if a group of guys are motivated, 
it usually will motivate the people around them to really let me go to the gym or go to training or mm-hmm. just really just try to get better themselves. Right. Who would you say is one of your uh, favorites when you were growing up? Uh, growing up, I was growing up. I was a John Cena kid. John <laughs> Cena kid. Yeah. <laughs> John Cena, Jeff Hardy. Yeah. Uh, but looking back, it's like I've become more of a fan of the guy. Like I'll, I'll always be a John Cena guy because I'm. Yeah. I think he's done wonders for the business as a whole. But right. Uh, a lot of the guys he used to rival with, I'm like. You know why I hated that guy so much as a kid because he did his job so well as a exactly. hill. Exactly. Like, like I used to despise Edge, mm-hmm. and now I look at Edge and I'm like, he just was doing his job. And Orton, Orton's probably my all-time favorite now. And yeah. as a kid, I was like, he really just pulled John Cena's dad over the rail and kicked him in the head. I was like, this guy's, <laughs> this guy's evil. Yeah. <laughs> like I was like, I was like six years old, and I'm like, I dare Randy Orton to try to do that to my dad. <laughs> You know, and it's true. And I've heard stories about Edge, you know, actually taking as an insult whenever people would cheer him whenever he was right, uh, whenever he was a heel, you know, Mm -hmm. and he took it so seriously. And they did such a good job because even, you know, I'm I'm a little bit older than you are. I'm I'm 35. Mm -hmm. So, you know, by the time they came around and. You know, I, I was already kind of, I, I didn't know everything about the business, you know, um, but I did know that, okay, some of the stuff has worked and everything like that. And they yeah. could still get me to hate them, even though right. I knew that they were acting it out. I still hated them because they were so yeah. good at what they did. You know, they just, same with uh, another one for me is The Miz. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. he's become one of those, he's a very good heel. He can talk and yes. make you hate him. And so, you know, he, he might not have a lot of the five-star matches that some of the other ones might've had, but mm-hmm. he knows how to use ring psychology to get you to yeah, exactly. hate him and he's doing his job. But yeah, no, I totally get that. I'm the same way. A lot of the ones that I hated as a kid, you know, I, I kind of look up to them now because yep. they, they had me going, you know, and yeah. they knew what they were doing. Uh, one of my Time. favorites is um, uh, Jake, the snake Roberts, you know, and oh, as yeah. a kid, he kind of creeped me out, but I was so intrigued by him at the same time that I had his action figure, you know, mm-hmm. and part of it was because my dad hated snakes. And I was like, ha dad, look, <laughs> I got a snake, you know, kind of thing. But at the same time, I was very intrigued by him. And it was because he was able to use his voice, get very quiet. But when he needed to, mm-hmm. he could raise his voice and he drew you in with what he was saying, you know. Yep. So that's, you know, heels that are able to draw you in. Yes, yeah. uh, I remember seeing a uh i didn't see the actual promo but i think he was talking about it on i think maybe when he was on joe rogan's podcast he did oh yeah those, okay those those backstage yes promos where they're in front of the you know the, the logo and stuff and uh-huh. he said he started the promo and he wasn't saying anything at all but he was moving his lips and he did it in hopes people would get up and turn the volume up on their tv yeah and then, like thirty seconds in the promo, he's like, "Yeah, now that I got you up on your feet, you're gonna pay attention to me." And he was he's saying how people will come up to him to this day at like comic cons and stuff, and be like, "You have no idea how mad that made my father." You making him get up and turn the volume up on the TV, and I'm like, "That's a gene before his way before his time on, yeah. you know, figuring out like little things like if I act like I'm talking but I'm not, they're gonna get up and." 
right turn their volume up on their tv oh that's so cool i i see i haven't seen the full interview i there's so many episodes of the joe rogan podcast right and, and trying to scroll like two through, hours long exactly and trying to scroll through all of them i think he has somewhere close to like 2000 episodes yeah and so trying to scroll through them to find that episode you know i've only seen little clips of it but i mm-hmm. yeah that's uh I, I he's one of my favorites now and uh uh-huh. Joe Rogan's another one for me. I kind of try to pattern what I do here after him. It's just a conversation. You know, I like yep. the, that kind of conversation back and forth where it's not just like a set in stone. This is what we're going to say. You know, yeah, exactly. Um, I'm a big fan of his podcast. I usually takes me about a week just to get through one. But <laughs> I remember when before it got really, really popular, it's back when he would have on like Joey Diaz, like once a week and everything. I love I that used, guy. <laughs> oh my gosh. I saw an interview with him recently uh, talking about where it was Joey Diaz and Joe Rogan, and they were on, um, oh, what's the guy's name from InfoWars? I have no clue. (laughs) It's a conspiracy theory podcast Mm -hmm. kind of thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Anyways, well, a part of it's done on, like, the radio, and then the second hour is on the internet. Well, (laughs) whenever Joe uh, Joe. Joey Diaz realized that they were off the radio and they were on just the internet and he could say whatever he want. Dude went mm-hmm. crazy. <laughs> yeah. Started talking about drugs and all kinds of all other right. things and he was just going nuts. But yeah, Joey Diaz back in those days, whenever it was him and Redman and all them on the podcast, mm-hmm. that's probably my favorite time. Yeah, Joey Diaz, is, <laughs> he's a character. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, oh, I, I ate an 800 milligram edible and got on a eight hour flight i'm like how would how did you function <laughs> <laughs> i don't i don't know how that man functions he yeah is, he's a monster <laughs> yeah <laughs> so do you prefer being a hill or do you prefer being a face definitely a hill like i've, I've done face a couple times uh-huh. uh i think most promoters that i've worked for and worked for yeah uh, realize i'm a lot better heel i mean i'll do baby face because I try to do what the promoter wants, but right. I just admittedly, I'm an awful baby face. I'm, <laughs> I feel so <laughs> r- robotic and I'm like, you know, Hey, cheer for me. Cause I'm asking you to. Right. And then it's like, as a heel, I can go out there and be like, you know, Hey, find something that they're wearing or find, you know, what they're doing. Right. Just nitpick stuff to make them want to boo me. Well, and it's kind of in your name, Kilbane, you know, that's yeah. not a very, um, baby face <laughs> right <laughs> how did you actually come up with the uh the name colt kilbane so i actually got uh kilbane from i played a lot of video games growing up and i still do in my free time but it's uh-huh. a game game series called saints row uh-huh. it's kind of like a kind of like grand theft auto but a lot more goofy and uh once it got to the third one a lot more cartoony yeah but uh the main villain in Saints Row 3 was this luchador, and he had a whole gang of luchadors that, I guess, ran drugs and stuff. But there was a lot of wrestling in it, too. And one of the luchadors in the game was actually voiced by uh, Hulk Hogan. Oh, cool. But the main villain's name was Killbane. Something, it was something, something. I forgot, like, Eddie something. And then they called him as a nickname, Killbane. And I was like, that'd make a really cool last name. It always stuck, even before I started training, I was like, that's cool. I think maybe I'll use that someday. Then I was like, 
know, I need a first name and I have never, and this isn't like an insult to anybody named Colt or Colton, but in, at least in my life experience, uh-huh. every person I've met that's named Colton or Colt is a little bit like egotistical or a, <laughs> been a jerk to me at least. And I'm yeah. like, from my experience, I'm going to go by Colt Kildane because I think that sounds like the name of a guy that might be a little bit of a douche. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and I, it's it's worked for me, but sometimes I'll just go by Kildane because I know like seems pretty popular for wrestlers to have one name now, or it was for a while, but now they're getting back to two names. It, I don't know. Wrestling's evolving all the time, so yeah, anything works, I guess. At this point, <laughs> well, it was funny. I who was it? I believe it was, um, it it was in WWE, and they actually made a joke about it because it was only a few weeks that it mm-hmm. happened, um, and it was. They, um, Riddle, Austin maybe. Theory. Uh, oh, th- or theory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was Austin Theory. They just he, he was Theory. And it's like, oh, you got yeah. your first name back, you know. So, <laughs> how did you get yeah, he, the uh, cunning part on there? Because I know you go by Cunning Colt uh, Kilbane. Oh, uh, that was with my my first gimmick. Uh, okay. When I did more of a jock uh, frat boy style gimmick. Gotcha. And I started a tag team called Delta Delta Theta, uh-huh. and. The, the guy I tagged with, Lance Osborne, went by Handsome Lance Osborne. Uh-huh. And I was like, I need something like that. And I forgot who originally suggested it to me, but they were like, how about Cunning Colt Kildane? And I was like, works for me. Might as well try it out. And used it till we were finished. Uh, we finished up teaming. He doesn't uh, work anymore. I think he actually, I haven't talked to him in a while, but I think he may be coaching a basketball team or something now. Oh, right on. So seems to be doing good for himself. Yeah. Well, it, you say that. So look, this kind of explains what I saw. I was on a cage match and mm-hmm. uh, the picture that they have on you, you've got a, a letterman jacket on. There's no yep. beard. And I'm like, right. That's not the guy that I know. <laughs> right. Yeah. That was like a picture. I was like maybe 17 or 18 in that picture. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So yeah, you've got the nice full beard going on now and everything. Yep. So Yeah. Yeah, I figured it was time to change it. I was too – I still looked older than I was without facial hair, but I was like, I still look too nice-looking, I guess. <laughs> yeah, you, all those different things, you know, to just make uh, the character more in-depth, you know, whatever right. you got to do. Who would you say is probably one of your biggest inspirations when it comes to your character? I don't really – I feel like I'm a combination of a lot of – characters i guess really mm-hmm. i'm just a lot of people say this but oh myself turned up times 10 but that's really kind of me but i guess as far as if i had to nitpick a few i really killer cross or carrying cross yeah not that i do you know anything necessarily like him but that's a guy I've, i watched him from the time he started in fcw uh-huh. up to when he went to impact and nxt and now that he's in WWE, just a guy I've always liked and was like, you know, I'd love to be able to, uh, if I could learn how to edit videos, uh, like his promos he did on YouTube before he got signed were yeah. some of the, the best stuff I ever saw. And that was, I, I would like to, yeah, I'd like to think I worked like Randy Orton, but <laughs> I don't think anybody <laughs> will ever be at that. He is, is so good, but yeah. Uh, one thing I mean, with, with Randy is, 
it it's more the so they call him the apex predator they call him the mm-hmm. viper and they say it's right. cuz he can strike out of nowhere but right. another way that i like to think of that is the reason why they call him the viper is cuz he's so smooth yeah it's one fluid motion just like 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 a snake when they're moving you know it's right. very yep. smooth and he makes it look easy yeah he, <laughs> right yeah it's like sometimes I'll watch his match and I'll be like, is he even, is he even sweating yet? We're 15 minutes into this match. He's, right. just, he's, he's so good. It's like uh, he can make anybody look good too. It's His selling is some of the, the best. Like, you know, he's one of the few people I know that he'll suplex somebody. And if he's going to go for a pin, you know, he'll, you know, grab the back of his head, right. even though he suplexes the guy or, you know, grab his upper back if the guy's been. Just the yeah. little stuff he does, and if you really look at his matches, he doesn't do a whole lot of big moves, but the stuff he does has a lot of meaning to it, and it helps, especially when he's working heel. If you know, some people, I just see a lot of people on the internet. Oh, Orton, all Orton does is punch and stomp and <laughs> throw a headlock on for ten minutes. I'm like, yeah, but look at it this way: when the baby face starts firing up on him and hitting yeah. these big moves on him. Yeah. It makes the baby faces moves look so much more important. At least in my eyes, right? It looks like the the baby faces moves mean a lot more. And yeah. you know, as a heel, you know, in my opinion, you can get over in different ways other than your moves as a heel, even as a baby face. But right. I feel like you know the big flashy moves. You know, let the baby faces do that because right, you don't want to outshine the know. face. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you know, they're supposed to be the hero of the match. So why would you as the villain of the match want to do all these flashy moves that people would want to cheer for in a sense. Right. They're doing uh baby face moves, you know? And right. I, yeah, no, I totally get that. There, there was actually an interview that I heard with Orton. Um, mm-hmm. the, I, I can't find this podcast anymore, but it was one that they used to do. And you know, um, it was the sun, their, their paper that they have over there. And they had, uh, it's called like WrestleCast or something like that. And they used to have, mm-hmm. I, Oh, I used to listen to them all the time. And they had him with Randy Orton. They had one with, uh, they had Bobby Lashley, Cena, uh, you name it. They had one with Kurt Angle right after he left WWE and went to TNA. You know, it mm-hmm. was good stuff. You know, uh, they even had one with um, um, Chris Benoit on there too. Oh, wow. They had, yeah. So, I mean, there was some really good ones. You know, I love listening to them. They were really interesting. Um but uh, one of the ones was Randy Orton on there. He was on there a couple times. And, you know, he was talking about how when he does that headlock and people, you know, he, he does it to mess with the crowd too, to get yep. them to cheer for that face, you know, because, mm-hmm. oh my God, this headlock, it's so boring, you know, right Come on cheer for the face, get it going. He's good at looking like he's getting his butt kicked, you know, yep. he has that down pat. But he also knows how to get the crowd, not even realizing that the crowd is going to start. The crowd doesn't know they're going to start cheering for the face, but they are because of the things that he's doing in the ring. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, I wish I could find those interviews because they were some of the some of my favorite ones. And to be honest, they were the ones that kind of uh, smartened me up to what was going on, you know, behind mm-hmm. the scenes and stuff. And so it, it was really cool. Yeah. Do you have a favorite opponent? Uh. I have a few, uh, really any match I work with Luke Langley, yeah. it's going to be yeah, the dude. So I have no idea how that dude's not <laughs> making hundreds of thousands of dollars wrestling on TV every week. It's, 
he he's really got it all in in my eyes. I mean, he's in great shape. He's got a good gimmick. He he can wrestle. He's one of those guys you put him in there with anybody. Uh, he's gonna make that person better. Yeah. Uh, so Luke's definitely up there. Uh, my buddy KJ Ever. I don't know if you know KJ Everly. I don't know him. Uh, but I've wrestled him probably eighty times, and it's always it's you know he's my best friend, so it's always going to be a fun match when you're doing that. And, yeah. Uh, Coco, I've wrestled him a couple times. Coco's good. He's he's we've had some really good matches, and and then my match with CW Anderson that was mm-hmm. a great experience. That was. I guess my first name, I guess you could say, I wrestled. Okay. Uh, at least a full match. I wrestled Jeff Cobb in like a little squash match back when I was like 18. Just took the tour of the island from it, which that was cool. But C.W. Anderson, it was like, you know, hey, I actually get to have a match with a name. Mm-hmm. So that was, that was one match uh, that I definitely feel like I left a better worker from it. Right. And he was so cool talking to him because it was like, you know, he could have very been well been like, you know, hey, this is what I do, do this. But he was kind of a student of the game himself, the vibe I got from him. Because anytime he gave me advice, he'd be like, hey, this is what DDP told me or, hey, this is what Arn Anderson showed me. It's like, you know, he was there learning himself and just passing on what other people taught him. That's really cool. It's easy to learn from people who... um ask the questions themselves and they know what the questions need to be. You know, um, it makes whenever they're talking to you, it makes it so much um, easier because they've already broken it down in their head. And so they can easily break it down for you. Um, And the thing is, is I've heard this many times before. um, Training is a really good way to get good at what you're doing. Right. Yeah. But you got to train. I said, I mean, so a lot of people that, they'll they never train but they want to try all these crazy moves and i forgot my original trainer told me he's like if you want to do a move that can you know potentially seriously hurt somebody yeah you should have practiced it at least a hundred times before you you know ever try to do it right at a show Mm -hmm. because it's just it's a liability i've i mean i'd feel terrible you know Yes. lifting someone up and dropping them on their neck and then you know they're not able to go to their shoot job and provide for their family so it's one thing i kind of not to toot my own horn but i pride myself on being a pretty strong guy that way i know if i tell someone i'm gonna pick them up and yeah. land them on the mat they don't have to worry about it right they know they're not gonna get dumped yeah exactly yeah that, well okay so you were talking about cw anderson um mm-hmm. me and you were talking before the show and there's something that me and you both have in common and uh you're a rottweiler guy oh yeah um i have my first rottweiler now and i guess now that i have one it's like i love this the, the yeah they're, they're great dogs you know they're great yeah and they get, a, not- they get a they get a rep of being kind of these dumb dogs but i'm like they're really just right they love their family that they're with and yeah they're just they're goofy yeah <laughs> <laughs> they're loyal you know uh yes they're very loyal um mine uh, she's she's a big baby you know mm-hmm. and i know before i had before we had her i was kind of intimidated by rottweilers i guess you could say mm-hmm. and we got this one she's not full-blood rottweiler she's actually mm-hmm. a rottweiler in german shepherd yeah. so um 
you know, two breeds that everybody's like, oh, they're vicious breeds, you know. Right. She's the biggest baby ever. Yeah, that's how mine is. He He's very protective. Like, if you know, if there's a, a bump at the door or something that he doesn't know <laughs> it's for sure one of us, he's definitely, like, yeah, alerting them, like, hey, if you're not supposed to be here, right, leave. But once he sees that it's yeah. they're not a threat, he's all over them, wants them to scratch his little nubby tail. <laughs> <laughs> and, the one thing I do like with mine is, is if there's somebody at the door, she goes and sets beside my wife and the kids, you know, uh, yeah, that's, she knows that's where she needs. That's where she's yep. needed that, you know, yeah, if I'm not home, she's at the door, you know, mm-hmm. but if I'm here and I'm going to the door, she's sitting over there, making sure she's there to protect them. Yep. That's how mine is. He lays by the, either by the front door or the front window on top of the, the air vent. Soaking okay. up all the air. <laughs> yeah. They're they're just goofy, man, and they're just. I got mine for ended up getting him for free. I've always wanted one, but yeah, you know, never really had the money to be like, hey, let me spend two grand on a a puppy. You know, <laughs> yeah. I, I got other stuff that that two grand can go for, but I was on. I'm in a little neighborhood watch for on Facebook for my neighborhood, and mm-hmm. this lady's friend had found one. I guess there was some some bad rainstorms about four or five years ago. Mm-hmm. And Tulsa, and he had gotten loose. He wasn't uh-huh. even a year old yet, but her friend found him and was like, if nobody comes and gets this dog, I'm going to have him put down. And I went on. I didn't even, at the time, I uh, didn't even ask my father. I just <laughs> texted the lady and was like, the hell if you are, I'm coming to get him. <laughs> and yeah. went and got him. And he, we show up and she's like, oh, he he doesn't really like men, so be careful and we go lean on the fence and he hops up and looks at me and my dad and gave us this look like, please get me the hell out of here. And it was sad because he, he was about a year old at the time yeah. and you could see his, see his ribs. But oh, when no. we went and weighed him, when we first got him, he, his ribs were showing and he was still 109 pounds. So he's just massive. That's and a big dog. All, yeah. Thinks he's a lap dog too. <laughs> yeah. That, that, that's uh Mine tries to sit on my chest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't breathe. <laughs> right. Yeah. That and is yours gassy, like really gassy? I guess that's uh, a, a trait of Rottweilers, I guess. He I mean, he kind of farts, but it doesn't I have to be very careful with what I feed him. Right. Because uh he was I I assume he was fed a lot of table scraps oh, before okay. I got him. Yeah. And he has a really sensitive actually one time. I gave him some chicken that just had some simple black pepper and salt seasoning. Yeah. And it inflamed his colon so bad that it was a cost us a thousand dollar trip to the vet because his colon got inflamed. So we're very much just like, you know, dog biscuits that are made out of like chicken liver and dog food and gotcha. Peanut butter. He likes banana. (laughs) Really Uh, likes bananas. My, My dogs get a banana every morning. Um, so I, I, it's good for their coat, you know, yep. it makes it really shiny and, uh, they love it. Uh, mm-hmm. they'll sit there and wait. And if you don't give it to them, they'll sit there beside them and look at them and look back right. at me. So, yeah, <laughs> that's what mine will do. He'll <laughs> sit there and he'll look over like peanut butter or banana. You'll look over and there's just drool on the floor. Cause he's ready for it. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. I, I love my dogs and. I can mm-hmm. sit here and talk forever about them. They're uh, right. <laughs> they're my babies. I, I have mm-hmm. I have two kids, but uh, my wife and I don't have any kids together. 
Mm-hmm. So, you know, the, this is our children is our two dogs. Yeah. So, you know, I, I, they're crazy. The other one is a, a pit bull mix. She's a English pointer, um, border collie pit bull. And, mm-hmm. um, the more I look into it, the more I realize how much of a pity she really is in the way that she acts. So, yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know what it is, but I end up having this big heart for the dogs that have the worst reputation. <laughs> right. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> So kind of going back into everything here, we kind of got a little bit off track there. (laughs) Right. (laughs) (laughs) But um, do you have a favorite feud that you've been in? Uh, Really only had a few, I would say, legit feuds. Uh Um, Me and Duke Cornell had a little feud up in uh, Kansas for American Wrestling Revolution for a while. Yeah. Uh, we only actually had two matches, but we did have a. He, I was in a faction called the One Percent, and he was kind of in a feud with all of us before he actually joined us. Gotcha. Um, and it started with us having a qualifying match for the television title. Uh huh. And then COVID happened, oh, and ruined everything. Shut us down for about a year, and uh, the promoter Derek Ellis was like, you know what? Y'all's match was so good. I think I'm just going to have y'all wrestle again for the television title. Wow. And both matches were two of my, I guess you could put Duke Cornell up there on yeah. uh, favorite opponents as well. Cause he is so good and he got a great character and gimmick and dude's just really awesome. I think it, he really is. Uh, so my very first uh, wrestling show that I went to the main event <laughs> was Duke Cornell versus Luke Langley. I bet that was fire. It it was such a great match, you know, and uh, I it I didn't know anything about the local independent scene at all, mm-hmm. you know. And then I saw that, and I was like, okay, I need to know more now. I told Luke right. after the match was over, I said, that's better than you know ninety percent of what's on TV right now, right? You know? <laughs> so <laughs> I actually have uh, Duke coming back here in a few months. He's been on the show before, and uh, I'm gonna yeah, I, have... think, I think I listened to that show. Yeah, he's so I. I haven't said this yet, but his episode is my highest downloaded episode out of all nice. of them. Yeah. So um, he's like, oh, I have a number that I have to beat you know, now when I come back on the show. <laughs> but, Got him yeah. in challenge mode. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, but he, he's a good guy. He's, he's a lot of, he's a lot of fun to watch in the ring. And uh, yep. he has a lot of good stories whenever I'm just talking to him. Oh, yeah. What I like about him is he's, he's something different. He's not, right. you know, you, I challenge somebody to find some other independent wrestler and be like, oh, this guy's a lot like Duke Cornell because you won't. He's right. He's really one of a kind, I think. Yep. Well, and uh, my daughter likes him because it's the first wrestler she ever yelled at. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> That's great. Good memory. Oh, definitely. That was her for, uh, so I've taken my kids both to different shows. And uh, mm-hmm. so he was the main event of the sh- first show that I went with my son to. Yeah. Well, then he was in at, at my daughter's first show, which was like a month or so later. Um, he was there and that's the first one she ever yelled at. So they have memories with him. My son remembers him laying on the floor at the end of the match, you know, all the stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Duke Cornell, everybody in my house knows who that is. Yeah. Didn't he like untie your son's shoe or something while he was laying on the floor? <laughs> then I then I hear that on his episode. He, he said he likes to do that, but we were in the second row. 
So he couldn't get oh, to yeah. our shoes, but there were kids up there and he was, you know, messing with their shoes. Yeah, that's so, hilarious. <laughs> oh yeah. Making the kids cry, you know, making, you know, yelling at them, all that good stuff. Yeah, you that's like, great. <laughs> do you like to yell at the kids? Oh yeah. <laughs> They're especially like if uh if I see them there with like one parent, I'll be like don't yell at me because your parents aren't together. That's one of my favorite things to yell. <laughs> and they'll be like, they'll be like, you don't know that. Uh, it's just, it's, they're fun to yell at. Oh yeah. They're very interactive at the shows. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen a few shows where they don't have like a barricade around the ring. Mm-hmm. And I've seen these kids get right up next to the ring. You know, I'm like, dude, mm-hmm. go right. wrangle your kids a little bit right. because Before they will get hit on accident. <laughs> Yeah, they will get right in the middle of that match right. because they they take it so serious. Yeah, one of my uh, first matches before I before I was even able to get licensed in Oklahoma, I went and wrestled up in I think it was Can yes, uh, Sedan, Kansas. I think at their little fair. Okay, and there was a kid sitting there with his mom, and I was yelling something at him, and he had a snow cone. All of a sudden, he reaches his hand down in the cup of the snow cone and just chunks it at me. <laughs> and it hits me and I left a big purple stain on my singlet. And I was like, well, oh. I guess I did my job as a heel that night. <laughs> yep. Well, and you had the, the stain to remember it by too. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so earlier you were saying something about video games. What kind of video games do you like to play? Uh, I'm really kind of stuck on the ones I played as a kid, but some gotcha. newer ones I I like, I mean, Grand Theft Auto Five. I mean, it's been out for ten years, but right, I've been playing it since the start. Uh, <laughs> Red Dead Redemption. It's a good one. Uh, so I never really got into Call of Duty or anything. I mean, I played the first two, yeah, uh, Black Ops. But other yeah. than that, I never really got into them. There is a newer uh, kind of Warzone game called uh, Insurgency Sandstorm. Okay, yeah, and I've actually gotten really into that. Uh, and then, of course, like the old WWE games, like the SmackDown versus Raws and stuff like that. Those were great. Yeah, I love those. And really just trying to get into, there was a time where I kind of only played, you know, Grand Theft Auto and Red Dead Redemption. But I'm trying to expand my horizon again. And uh, Skyrim's one I've always played. Love Skyrim. And then now that I got, uh, I have a Series S now and got Game Pass and they have all the, like the uh, Oblivion and Morrowood. Yeah. Uh, never played those, so I'm going to start those soon. And I uh, haven't decided if I wanted to start Skyrim over again because I am so far along on it on my PlayStation 4. It takes so long to play that game. Right. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if I can spam making iron uh, daggers to get my smithing skill up again. <laughs> Did you ever get into Fallout? Yes, I. The only one I ever played in its entirely was Fallout Four. Okay, but uh, thinking about getting like New Vegas and Fall, I played Fallout Three a little bit, but I was so young I didn't really understand it. Right. Uh, so they're on Game Pass as well, so I'll probably end up playing those at least once. And I think Seventy Six is the one that's online. Yeah, like I really cool. wanted. To, I really wanted to play that, but I heard a lot of not so great things about it. Yeah, it's not that good. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite is New Vegas, so mm-hmm. yeah, you, you definitely got to play that one if you yeah, like I'll those kind of games. Uh, that one's 
my favorite out of all mm-hmm. of them. So it's a lot of fun. Yeah, I it's funny because you know it's uh I, I love playing older games. You were saying how mm-hmm. you're kind of stuck on the games from your past and yep. all of my game consoles in my garage are they're not new. I have a mm-hmm. 360, a PS3, and a GameCube out here in my garage. Yeah, I always wanted a GameCube. I never got one, though. <laughs> oh, yeah, they're a lot of fun. And yeah. the reason why I got it is because my son was showing interest in video games. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was what was recommended to be a good starter game console was yeah. GameCube. And um so much fun. Yeah, you'll definitely have to get one of those. We yeah, also but... have a 64 and a Wii U and a uh, Series S in the house. Nice. Yeah, the Series S is fun. <laughs> I was, it is. I was, I was stuck on PlayStation because I had a 360 mm-hmm. when I was a kid. Yeah. I had the, ori- the original Xbox and then the 360. And then when the uh, PS4 Xbox One came out, for some reason decided to switch the PS4. Yeah. And was going to get a PS5, but I was like, man, I can't find one. And then when I find someone reselling them, they want like a grand for it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and ended up finding a Series S at Walmart on sale for like, I think it was like 250 And I was like, That's I probably bad. won't find one cheaper than that. Might as well get it. Yeah. And I'm pretty glad I've switched back to Xbox because it brings back memories of when I was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I, I like playing a lot of those uh, I, my last guest was um phil parsons he's a voice actor mm-hmm. he was napa and dragon ball z oh nice uh, yeah uh, i just dropped actually as we're talking that episode dropped this morning and mm-hmm. um we talked about god of war and i need to go back and replay that now that i've talked to him because that's all i can think about now <laughs> yeah is that original first god of war game see i never got into those but they always looked real interesting they're good uh mm-hmm. if i mean yeah but i i know you like the the 360 or i mean the xbox and mm-hmm. but you know hope maybe one day they'll port it over yeah that'd be nice that would be, cool. <laughs> that way I don't have to be like oh let me get a ps2 so i can play the first few get out of wars <laughs> <laughs> hey i did get a psp just so i could play chains of olympus oh not yeah, i had a psp as well for a while did you that's yeah i wish i would have kept it i ended up when I was like, I think I was like eight or nine, and it's like right when the BOK Center got uh, built in Tulsa, and okay, wasn't really wasn't really playing it much, and I was like, I'm gonna sell this PSP and buy tickets to WWE. Did with it, <laughs> bought WWE tickets and then bought some WWE figures. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I was I was a pretty simple kid growing up. I was like, I just you know never really asked for, you know, oh I want you know. The dirt bikes and stuff. I'm like, give me a couple ten dollar wrestling figures, and I'm good for a few weeks. There you go, uh, man. I had one of the old rings, like the the blue one with the mm-hmm. gold WWF logo in the middle. Yeah, I think I got one of those. I, if it's like the for the LJN, like the rubber figures. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I, I got one of those at a. I go to the flea market here in Tulsa, and I mm-hmm. this guy was selling uh, the ring and about thirty or forty of the rubber figures and he wanted like 60 bucks for it but i had some of the figures already and i was like would you be willing to break this up if i buy a bunch of them And he's like i really just want to sell it all so if you really want it i'll give it to you for 40 bucks and i was like 
yeah, I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> Can't pass, pass up that deal. Yeah. I, I, I found a couple the other day. Uh, I kind of, every once in a while, we've got this big flea market here and I'll go toy hunting. Um, right. And uh, the I found the, the junkyard dog one and I found a few other ones, but the junkyard dog one was the one that I act, actually ended up getting because yeah know, that one's i don't think i have that one that one's really cool uh i got some power ranger stuff too because i'm mm-hmm. a big power rangers nerd yeah i never never really got into power rangers myself it always looked cool but i just never took the time to get into it <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i was part of the og crew i was there whenever the first episode dropped in 93 oh, nice so you know i i was watching i, I remember i was at my grandma's house and just flip through the channels, and all of a sudden, these people in these bright costumes with helmets were on my TV, and it was just like the coolest thing ever. Yeah. And I've been addicted ever since. I'm, like I said, 35, and I have right behind me a bunch of uh, Power Rangers Funkos and toys and wrestling toys <laughs> right. and everything else. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's. A, I I got a couple of bookshelves to my left full of Funkos and figures i've found and been gifted <laughs> it's like i'm running out of space <laughs> yeah definitely I'm, I'm gonna have to buy another shelf here soon i think because yeah. i don't have any more room if my, like for my birthday my wife uh, got me some more funkos and she got me uh mm-hmm. like a uh a chris jericho aew figure and it has like oh nice oh yeah all kinds of cool stuff she even got me um the dragon ball z um the dragon balls oh like, it, yeah those are cool yeah so you know i've got all this kinds of cool stuff and i'm like man i'm running out of room but i i know i'm not done collecting stuff so i've just got to find more places to put it yeah so i am uh been wanting to get into the, the jurassic park funkos because that's like my favorite movie of all time okay and i'm like i'm like i have no space for it but my girlfriend ended up getting me have you ever seen those things they're like ads on instagram for like they're like cast iron dinosaur skulls okay yeah i have and seen that she ended, she ended up getting me the t-rex one and then she got me the funko of the hatching raptor and i was like well she started a new <laughs> new <laughs> section in the room for some funkos oh that's great <laughs> so like, you do the funkos uh what what all mm-hmm. what do you do for hobbies uh work out <laughs> Work out, out my, my probably my main one, but I wouldn't even say that's a hobby now. It's kind of you know I'd hopefully we'll wrestle for a, a living one day, so I kind of consider it part of the, I guess you could say the job, right? But video games, uh, you know I collect figures. Too old to be playing with them, but so they just <laughs> sit on a shelf in the box. But uh, was in the frisbee golf for a little. Haven't gone in a while, but. Oh, and then cigars and whiskey. I get if you, that can be considered a hobby. <laughs> Definitely, yeah. Um, I, I know a little bit about it. You know, I mm-hmm. uh, I know you told me that you uh, do some stuff with cigars and everything. Yeah. Uh, so, um, do you have a certain kind that you like, or really, uh, there's so many I like. Uh, I really like the the punch label. Okay. Cigars, and then there's a. Uh, Liga Pravada, they're kind of a higher end one, but uh, since working at the cigar shop, I've discovered this label called the Tabernacle, 
And it's one of the guys that used to work for the Liga Pravada brand. And he had his own blends he wanted to release, but I guess they wouldn't let him. Huh. So he, I guess, left them and started his own label. And they're fantastic. And they're pretty significantly cheaper than the Liga Pravada ones. <laughs> some of those cigars, like even even with, I get a really nice discount through my work on them. It's, I, my discount after I pay cost plus 18%, okay. which equals out about like a 47% discount. That's cool. And even even some of those, I'm like, this is with my discount. This is still a fourteen dollar cigar. Like, jeez, it's literally, it's literally burning money. <laughs> yeah, definitely, man. When I go to those places, I'm like, okay, what will pair good with this scotch that's not yep. going to break the bank? Yeah, you know. And they're usually, oh, well, you can try this one. I was like, okay, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> but yep. here lately, I I haven't been doing the scotch, and I've been liking the bourbons more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've never I've never done scotch myself. I've always been bourbon and okay. beer. I'm a big beer guy. <laughs> okay. But uh it's one uh bourbon I like. Oh, uh oil fire. I don't know if you've ever had it. I haven't had that one, no. It's uh I'll have to try to you ever come to a show that I'm on, try to get a bottle of it to you. But it is it doesn't even taste like you're drinking alcohol, it's just kinda of dangerous. It is like just the most pleasant just great like best sipping whiskey i've ever had okay and yeah it's just good stuff <laughs> right on here lately i've been doing i've been going back and forth between two of them and it's four roses and elijah craig hmm. so i i know they're they're not that expensive but yeah. you know they're good for what hmm. what you're wanting you know um but my first bourbon was just evan williams man yeah <laughs> i think i don't even remember what my first one was it's i guess whatever i could get my hands on right stupid 16 year old kid in high school <laughs> it's probably something awful like kentucky deluxe or something oh yeah <laughs> something that'll make my stomach hurt for three weeks now <laughs> do you like bullet at all yes yes that stuff is yeah, that's really good stuff. It went down Big, way too fast for me. Like, yeah, uh, I was like, "Oh, where'd that bottle go?" Right. <laughs> so I'm a big mead guy too. Mead, uh, honey okay. Wine. Yeah, yeah, that stuff is. That stuff's just—it's like drinking candy, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> well, you know, if you don't know where to find it at, it's because uh, they don't sell it everywhere. Yeah, um, and so you know, if you don't know where to find it, then. You're kind of out of luck, but yep. yeah, me, that's, that's good stuff. Uh, I've, I've had a few bottles of that and, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Uh, do you have a specific brand that you like? Uh, I'd have to go look in the cabinet. I kind of <laughs> just buy the, uh, the real generic one. It's not a real expensive one. It's I forgot what it's called. I should probably know the name of what I'm drinking, but, uh, <laughs> it's just in a, yellow bottle that's all i can describe yeah. it as because usually i drink it before i even pay attention to what the what the bottle looks like but there's a uh a locally owned company uh from sand springs called uh i think it's called like deadly wishes winery okay or something like that and they make meads and uh the the cigar company i work for actually owns the liquor store next door so i get discounts there. not much of one because all the 
right. the liquor taxes and stuff. But yeah, uh, I haven't uh, bought one of those their meads yet. But all the guys that work there are like, oh, they're really good stuff. They have like a raspberry one and a blackberry. So I'm like, it's time to try one that's more than just the regular honey, honey flavor, I guess. Yeah. So there is. I know you said you have don't do scotch a lot, mm. but so there is a brand of scotch that was made by a man, a Viking that settled in Scotland. Um, mm-hmm. And it's called, it's Highland Park Magnus. I don't know if you've ever had that one or not. Um, I haven't had it. I've heard of it. I've heard of the, the Highland Park. Well, Highland Park has like one it. made by Magnus. And because mm-hmm. if you know the history of the area and everything, the Vikings came and helped the Scottish whenever they were trying mm-hmm. to get their, uh, their independence. And uh, some of them settled in Scotland after, you know, the wars and stuff. And uh, one of them made his own scotch. And, man, that one, it doesn't taste like a scotch, really. Uh-huh. But it, it's really good. You should uh, yeah, definitely try that one if you uh, are into different stuff like that. Yeah, I'll have to, I'll have to check it out for sure. <laughs> yeah, there's my, my work's got some weird ones. We have, like, I think a peanut butter scotch. And I'm like wonder what that would be like is that the screwball one or i think no because i think screwball is a, a whiskey one a peanut butter whiskey? whiskey okay okay yeah this one's like an actual scotch and it's like they say it tastes like peanut butter so i'm like might okay. be worth a try all right <laughs> yeah maybe <laughs> so at the beginning of the episode we were talking about how uh you played football what position did you play uh so Mainly right guard and then kind of whatever else they were like, oh, let's try him here. Like, yeah, I played probably one or two downs as a fullback. And okay. Then, uh, a uh, defensive end when I was on defense and uh, linebacker a little bit. I loved playing linebacker when I could, but they were like, my coaches were really weird. They were like, oh, you're tall. We need you on the line. And I'm like, I may be <laughs> tall, but. These three hundred pound guys, I'm 180 pounds. Like, right, what do you yeah. expect me to do? <laughs> so, you know, just looking back, of... I think I, if I could have done it over, you know, would have tried to be like a tight end or something. That way, yeah, you know, I could I could satisfy them by blocking, but you know, maybe I could catch the ball every now and then. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, do you have any goals set for the the next year when it comes to wrestling? Yeah, just. Uh, Number one, travel more. Okay. I used to used to travel, be on the road almost every weekend, and since COVID kind of died down a lot, but definitely I got a crew of guys and that are all on the same page. Like, hey, you know, if we really want to make a name for ourselves, let's start traveling. You know, and just really going to start pitching the promotions. Like, hey, you know, you got four, me, KJ, Leo Fox, and Kurt Gannon. Like. Yeah. You know, hey, you got four solid guys that you could do. Tag right. team match, eight man tag, yep. fatal four way, yeah, two singles matches. Like we're all kind of agreed, like, you know, you know, we're all good friends. Let's start traveling together. Yeah. I've had you know, Kurt on the show. Mm-hmm. And uh I'd love to have Leo on the show and wrestlers of mass destruction, you know. That yeah. that they're uh quite a crew to be hanging with but yeah i would love to see you know you be able to go to some of these other places and i know that you've probably got different ones planned here in the near future too yeah for sure yeah we're uh no we're talking about uh the four of us going up through like 
trying to do a loop through St. Louis, then Chicago, and then uh, Milwaukee one weekend. Okay. Just hit the hit a big several hundred mile loop just to really start yeah. making the rounds. That would be cool. But yeah, just hopefully make a name for myself to where obviously the ultimate goal I think for anybody is WWE or AEW. Right. And you know, I think anybody that's like, Oh, you know, I'd never wrestle for WWE or I'd never wrestle for <laughs> AEW. I'm like, I'm pretty sure if you saw the amount of money at the bottom of that paper that they offered you, you would change your mind real quick. But yeah, well, it's kind of goofy to me. People are yeah. like, Oh, I wouldn't go work for them. Why? Yeah. You know, I mean, you're trying to make it big. It's getting right. your name out there. Why wouldn't exactly. you? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You know, I'd love to, you know, if the WWE never came knocking, you know, NWA or Impact or just something, you know, it doesn't have to be, you know, I'm stuck on, you know, oh, I'm going to wrestle for WWE one day. But just if right. I was to a point where, like, I'm 100% making a living off pro wrestling and nothing else, yeah, I'd be satisfied. Well, I isn't NWA doing like a tryout in Oklahoma, like maybe in November or something like that? Because I know EC3 yeah, is coming yeah, to do like, like a uh, um, a um, oh, what's it called? Where they like come and seminar? Talk. Yeah, it, yeah, the, he's coming to do a seminar, and one of them I think they said it's actually going to be a tryout. Yeah, yeah, with the uh, this is wrestling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I might have to get on that now. That, I think about it. <laughs> kind of, I forgot. I forgot that was going on. But yeah, I, I've actually done a seminar with EC3 uh, down in Texas when he was starting up the uh, CYN stuff before it got shut down. Right. Yeah. Okay. And it was a really great seminar, and he had some good things to say about me and KJ. And yeah, you know, very like would give you your praises, but be like, you know, hey, here's what I think could have done better. Yeah. And you know, here, let me get in here and show you how to fix it. Like. So it, it was great. I mean, that's what you need. You know, somebody yep. that will show you this is where you're strong. This mm-hmm. is where you need improvement. You know, I mean, exactly. people because people who are just going to, you know, uh, blow smoke at you, then, you know, they're not really helping. Yeah. You. So, yep. yeah, that's that's a good it's thing. Like, yeah. I get people are trying to be nice, but the, the biggest thing I cannot stand is when I, you know, I have someone to watch my match and they're like, oh, you know, it was a good match. I'm like, <laughs> okay, but what what about it was bad what about it could have been better right and that's one reason i like you know like i said earlier before we started recording i like working for warsaw so much is because he absolutely you can tell just by the way he talks to people and how he runs his shows he wants to leave wrestling better than when he started and he wants to help that next guy in line get to be the type of worker he is and every match I'll go up to him after and he'll be like, okay, here's what you did. Great. Here's what didn't make sense. Here's what I didn't like. Here's how I would have done it. Here's how you should do it next time. Yeah. And that's almost, that's worth more than any payday in wrestling you could ever get on this stage, in my opinion. Yeah. Well, one thing with him is, you know, you know where you stand with him, you know, he will be very straight and honest with you and he doesn't do it out of uh, spite. You know, it's very much, you know, Hey, I, I like this. I don't like this, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I've noticed that, you know, I've talked to him multiple times and everything. He's right down the road from me. So, yep. you, uh, but yeah, I, I like that about him. You don't question where you stand with him. Yep. No cookie cutter stuff with him. It's exactly, you know, here's how you fix it. And, you know, 
take my advice or keep messing up. But it, he's not, he won't say that, you know, right. he's like, you know, he's like, you know, I've given you my thoughts, you know, take the ball take and run with it or, yep. or the other team's going to pick it up and score with it. Yep. So do you have a dream match, whether it be with somebody who is alive or dead even? I got a couple. The The main one is uh carrying cross. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, just cause there was a time about when I was 18, I went through a, not to get into too much detail, but I went into a, You're good. got into a really, really bad relationship and was kind of down on myself after. And mm-hmm. I actually had his tweet notification. That's how big of a, fan of his i was i had his tweet notifications on and one night i was just real not in a good mood and he tweeted something out that was like i forgot exactly i have it on my old phone but it's along the lines of like be humble but never let anybody else tell you what you're capable of and it was pretty much he pretty much ended it like you know get off your couch and go learn it type thing and I looked right. at that and I was like, you know what? He's absolutely right. I could sit here and mope about what happened to me, or I could go out and make what's going to happen to me better. Right. And he really motivated me. So him definitely, uh, hopefully I can make that happen one day. Uh, never say never. Exactly. And then I'd love to work CW Anderson again. Yeah. Uh, and then, Couple guys I've gotten to hang out with, uh, like Damon Priest and Austin Aries. Yeah, okay. or not Austin Aries, uh, Austin Theory. Oh, cool. They're, okay, they're just super cool guys that I've gotten to pick the brain of and hang out with. And yeah, Priest is just such a cool guy. <laughs> like, <laughs> not to not to ruin his rep of being a hill, but he's just super. Like, didn't make the you know a lot. Of, some guys have a rep of like when they hang out with people who aren't you know, on TV or making the situation about themselves. But he's like, you know, what do you want to do with your wrestling career? Or, you know, where do you want to accomplish and where do you want to go? And here's my advice that might help you get there. Yeah. Just super humble dude. Cause you know, he's, he's been, you know, back like, I think it was 10 or 15 years ago. He had a, his initial tryout with WWE Mm -hmm. and they originally told him no. And he got, from what I was reading, kind of in a slump and gained a bunch of weight. Yeah. And his trainer at the time was like, look, if you give up now, you'll never make it. And then he got in the best shape of his life. And now he's one of the most over dudes on <laughs> WWE television. It, you know, he seems like a cool guy to hang out with. Cause I've yeah. seen some of his backstage stuff when he's you know, just goofing off and he yeah. seems like he's a very chill dude to, yeah, to hang out with. Yeah. Uh, and that's a great a, a great comeback story, you know, from going to uh, from no to now he's Mr. Money in the Bank or what is it? Right. Senior Money in the Bank, you know? <laughs> yeah, Senior. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's all about you know you never know what can happen. You just if you give up, you'll never know. Exactly. Yeah. What would you say is one of your most memorable moments in wrestling? Uh, probably when I. Probably when I won the one of them, definitely when I won the AWR title because mm-hmm. AWR is like they haven't ran in a while. Uh, but uh, my buddy Derek that runs it, you know, I was didn't know him going up there, mm-hmm. but worked the show and he was that not to downplay any other promoter I've ever worked for, but Derek was the first guy that really was like, you know, 
we want you to go out there and be who you want to be. You know, we like what we got. Like, we're going to critique you and tell you if we don't like something. And he was never, he never BS me. Like, if I did something he didn't like, he was like, hey, man, I don't, I don't like that. I think you should do this instead. Yeah. But the first guy to really give me kind of free reign of go out there and show them who you want the murder man, Colt Kildane, to be. And kind of not really made me, I don't want to say, oh, the franchise guy, but really was like, we're going to make you one of the, the mainstay guys here. And you can either take the ball and fumble it, or you can try to make something out of it. So that, that meant a lot. And, uh, you know, it's kind of like, you know, I help, you know, not necessarily from a backstage standpoint, you know, help build the brand, but from an in-ring standpoint, you know, me and my friends that were there from the beginning, yeah, you know, really put in a lot of time and effort to make those shows really good. And they were, they were awesome. And I'm, I think the audience, every time we had a show really showed how much our work paid off is I don't think there was a single show in the little town we ran out of that. There were less than 500 people in the crowd. Like they were, they were great shows, man. Yeah. I mean, I, at the time I didn't even have merch. I just had eight by tens for merch and I'd do like, a hundred hundred bucks in merchandise just off eight by tens. Oh wow. So like I wish I would have had my t shirts and stuff back then. <laughs> <laughs> so do you come up with your own designs for your t shirts or do you have somebody that helps you with all that? Uh I've kind of had some people that'll just make some for me. They'll be like, Hey, I got bored and make this and I'll be like, That's really cool. Do you mind if I use it for a t shirt? And then I yeah. paid for a couple, but I got so many throughout the years of not having, you know, a cricket machine to make my own merch that I've got right. You know, pro- probably 15 designs that I can sit on for a while and make merch with. And <laughs> I, I make all my own merch now. <laughs> so that, Oh, right on. Cuts out the middle. Yeah. My girlfriend got me a, uh, cricket machine for my yeah. last birthday. So which one do you have? Uh, I think it's the Explorer two. Okay. The, uh, Explorer air two. Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, and it's, they're great. Just yeah, keeps keeps me to where I can put a fair price on my merch that I think you know. Right. I'm not yeah. out here trying to get not out here trying to get thirty five dollars for a t shirt as an indie wrestler. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean if, if people can put that on their merch table and get thirty five bucks for them, more, more power, power to them. Yeah. But I, I feel you know I try to you know most fans of indie wrestling are spending their last few bucks. I try to keep my stuff fair and me being able to cut out the middleman has helped a lot right well that it, the cricket is a gateway i will say that yep. because my wife started out with a cricket uh, explorer air 2 mm-hmm. and now she has a sublimation printer she has oh, nice. a press she has a mug press she makes she makes all of my merch yeah plus uh uh, you know, I'm I'm working with Diamond State Wrestling, and she's uh-huh. starting to do a lot of the merch from like I'm doing like their sh- backstage shows and stuff like the rare mm-hmm. cut. She made all the uh, the stuff for that, all of my my polos that I wear for that, you yeah. know, and for different wrestlers. Uh, the Vato's kind of loco. She actually made their merch, the new one that came oh, out, nice. the hot pink shirt. So you know uh-huh. that it the the cricket is just a gateway to yep. so much more because now she even does stickers. You know, nice. So yeah, Stackhouse, Sam Stackhouse has done stickers, and I'm yeah. pretty sure he makes a lot of his living off people ordering stickers from him. So it's oh yeah, definitely money to be made with them. 
There definitely is. And I, I mean, we go to like markets and stuff like that and sell these. Huh. Like we went, um, Exeter, Missouri has a big, um, um, corn maze and they do like a fall festival and all kinds of different stuff there and a craft fair. And we set up there and dude, we did really good. And pretty much all we sold was stickers. You know, yeah, those things go a long way. Yep. Yeah. Stickers are, I never was a big fan of stickers, but a lot of people love them. Like they put them on their water bottle and their laptop yep. and stuff. And they're money makers. They definitely are. I haven't done the, on my laptop, just mm-hmm. because I, I, laptops are expensive, uh, right? But, <laughs> uh, but I do have a bunch, and mostly it's just so I can be like, people are like, "Oh, where'd you get that sticker?" My wife made uh-huh. it, you know. I've got like Pokemon stickers, and I've got Power Rangers, and I've yep. got you know uh, Supernatural. I love the show Supernatural, so I've got yeah. all kinds of stuff like that on there. You know, the anti-possession symbol and the mental letter symbol on mine. Yeah, and so people are like, "Those are cool." I'm like, "Yeah, my wife can do yeah. that." You know, it's yeah, a great got, way to advertise. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. I got a couple of my stickers on my, my big gallon jug I take to the gym. Yeah. And people, I'll catch people looking at it and they'll be like, because I have this design that's like my name, but it's the old ECW font that's, that used to okay. say ECF and W. Uh-huh. But it says Colt F and Kilbane. And they'll be like, who's Colt F and Kilbane? And I'm like, that's me. I'll pull up, <laughs> I'll pull up my Instagram and be like, oh, let me show you. And they'll look and they'll be like, that's really you? <laughs> and i'll be like i'll be like yeah and you know here's where you can come watch me wrestle <laughs> that's cool I mean, the we're our best advertisers you know when it comes to right having our own wearing our own merch even you know exactly I wear my podcast shirt anytime i get a chance and yeah. you, you know who knows the name of my podcast jbl Any- because they saw me wearing oh, it nice at a at a uh at comic-con last year he looked That's at awesome. me and said, what does that even mean? And so I got to explain to him what my show was about. So yep. I don't know if you ever listened to it, but he's heard mm-hmm. the name of my podcast before. <laughs> yeah, that, that happened to me uh, with Kevin Nash one time when, at the uh, first Oklahomania that World Class put on. Uh-huh. I had a little hat that said Kilbane, and he's like, what's your hat say? And I was like, oh, that's that's me, Kilbane. He was like, cool name. I, I doubt he ever, you know, Kevin <laughs> yeah. Nash, he... Right. He probably doesn't care, but he was like, cool name. And then he was like, too sweet me. And we took a picture. So that was That's cool. cool. Got to too sweet it with Kevin Nash. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, uh, you know, little moments like that are, are really cool. Um, yep. But, you know, if we didn't have merch, some of them wouldn't even happen. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I remember before I really got to figure out that cricket, it used to frustrate me because I'd be like, I wouldn't mirror the image and yep. turn the, print on or the iron on vinyl backwards i'd be like why did why are these shirts look like crap or i did i did one that the first one i ever did that was multi-color i didn't put parchment paper over the first layer oh no that i so it like melted back onto the uh yep the see-through stuff and i was like i was so mad i was like what am i doing wrong <laughs> but yeah i got i got the whole set i got a uh one of those presses with like like your wife's got i guess like with the mug press and the hat press and yep t-shirt press and then i got the uh i really wanted to do designs where i wouldn't have to you know cut the image for each different color so i was like i'm gonna get an inkjet printer so i can get that print on vinyl right how do you like using that 
Uh, I haven't actually tried. I've tried it on some hats, and it uh-huh. worked really well, a lot better than the regular cutout vinyl on the hats. Yeah. Uh, made the hats a lot easier. I haven't tried it on a T-shirt yet, so okay. um, definitely going to try it on a T-shirt soon and wash it a few times and make sure it lasts. Cause yeah. Last thing I want to do is sell someone a T-shirt, and they're like, oh, I washed it three times, and it faded away. <laughs> yeah. Well, we we kind of went with a, a different route, and uh, mm-hmm. so we still do sublimation, which, yeah. you know, that's pretty much just, it's a gas on the shirt, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and so it stains that fabric. Um, but if you're not using hundred percent polyester, the mm-hmm. image is going to fade out. So, really? yeah. Um, so what we started doing is uh, we do direct the film. And so mm-hmm. what that it, pretty much a screen print that you just, mm-hmm. uh, it's on a film and you put it on the shirt, press it on there, mm-hmm. iron it on, you know, a lot easier machines yep. are super expensive. So we have a, a person really close by that makes all of those for us, mm-hmm. but you know, I've got some really cool t-shirts out of it. My wife just made me a biker mice from Mars t-shirt the other day. Oh, nice. Yeah. So it, it, you can do some really cool stuff with it, but we're trying different techniques and different things, you know, but Uh YouTube is our best friend when it comes to all of this stuff. Oh yeah, (laughs) for sure. (laughs) I found a lot of different stuff. Like the dollar store is great. If you have merch. Yeah. Too. Cause like you can get, like little things of shot glasses and mm-hmm. you know, you sell one of those shot glasses and you made your money for the whole set of shot glasses and your materials you use. <laughs> right. And like too bad. It's a dollar and 25 cents now. or <laughs> You'd be making even more money. <laughs> <laughs> they can't call it dollar tree anymore. Right. Yeah. I'm still bitter on that one. Sorry. <laughs> me, yeah, me too. <laughs> now they have little sections that are like, five dollars beyond yeah 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 like oh get this footstool that can't hold more than 12 pounds for five (laughs) dollars the collapsible one right but it has a stereo in it (laughs) (laughs) so do you have anything coming up that maybe you want to talk about before i get you off of here uh yeah i got the uh ozark mountain the return of ozark mountain wrestling Mm -hmm. and my official return to arkansas to wrestle so that'll be good and then uh can't say much about it but make sure you guys are watching smackdown and raw uh friday and next monday all right so you never know who might get a spot on there (laughs) (laughs) i'll I'll definitely be watching out man heck yeah (laughs) if people want to follow you online how can they do that uh pretty much any Social media, Facebook, uh, Instagram, Twitter, or X, or whatever Elon Musk is calling it now. Yeah. Uh, I think it's at Kilbane underscore on Twitter, and then Murderman Kilbane on Facebook and Instagram. All right. And do you have any final thoughts for me before I get you off of here? Uh, not really. <laughs> not that I can think of. Just, uh, Oh, if you want to be a pro wrestler, please, you don't have to be a body guy. Yeah. You know, the days of everyone looking like Arnold Schwarzenegger are long gone, but at least have some strength to you to where you don't drop the guy you're working on the neck. Right. Please. <laughs> yeah. All right, man. Well, it has been great talking to you. Yeah, and I have my, my first podcast. By first the way. one. Oh, well, I'm glad that you were able to come on here and uh, hopefully it wasn't too scary. No, I was. It's great.
hopefully do it again soon. Oh, uh, definitely. Well, I mean, you'll be right in my backyard here soon. So, right. And hopefully oh, yeah. you'll be around here even more in the near future. So, yep. Uh, shoot, maybe get you over here to do a live one. Yeah, that'd be awesome. All right, man. Crack out the Xbox or something. <laughs> hey, hey, it's I am looking at the TV. I, I, I've got the um, fifty-five inch TV, and we can uh, do Xbox or whatever else you want to play. I've got Halo. I've got all kinds of great games over there, so uh, yeah. we can definitely have sick. some fun. Yeah, yeah, that'd be awesome. <laughs> all right, man. Well, uh, I hope that you have a wonderful night, and uh, hopefully, you I'll too. be able to see you on uh, that Ozark Mountain show. For sure. It was a pleasure being on here. I appreciate it. Hey, listeners. I'm glad you're enjoying what you're listening to. I'm Billy from Zero to Hero Podcast. I'll always be joined by Jim. And me and him are the Folk and Skull Podcasting. Definitely, if you love what you're listening to, then come swing on by Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anywhere that you find your podcast, we'll be there too. Hi everyone, I'm Lisa. And I'm Dawn. And if you've ever watched a TV show and thought to yourself, oh my god, that season finale plot twist was absolutely bonkers. Or seen a movie and thought, wow, I need to talk to somebody about this train wreck immediately. Then we think you'll fit right in with our podcast, I Hate It, Let's Watch It. We watch TV shows like Riverdale and Emily in Paris. And movies like Deep Water, Killer Sofa, Rubber, and Deadly Illusions. And we give them the total rinse they deserve. It's basically group therapy for movie masochists. So come check us out wherever you stream podcasts. All right, everybody, I hope that you enjoyed that episode with Colt Kilbane, and I just want to thank him for being on my show this week. I really am grateful for all the guests that come on here and take time out of their busy schedule to come and have a conversation with me. So thank you, Colt, for being on the show, and hopefully I can get you back on again here in the future. Um, I want to give a shout-out to my podcast networks, the OIW Podcast Network, the Avenue Podcast Network, and the Zio to Hero Podcast Network. If you like my show and you want to find something else to listen to while you're waiting on new episodes of mine to drop, go and check these guys out so you can find um, stuff with them as well. They have all kinds of great podcasts. Uh, No matter what you're looking for, you can probably find something that is right up your alley to listen to for a podcast. I also have merch out. I have t-shirts, as you know. I have stickers. have two different kinds. I have a new design that is coming out here soon, so make sure that you are looking for that. Um, My wife makes all of my merch for me. She has a side hustle called Cups and Teas by Stacia. If you want anything made, whether it be a t-shirt, a hat, um, a tumbler, you name it, she can make it. So make sure that you go and hit her up, Cups and Teas by Stacia, for any of your custom needs. If you need t-shirts for an event or something like that, I know that she can produce those as well. She's made stuff for Diamond State Wrestling when it comes to merch for some of the other wrestlers, as well as some of the shirts that like I use for doing the rare cut and things like that. So make sure that you go out there and hit her up. I've got her link tree in my show notes. If you like my ending music, my ending theme song with D-Cure, whenever I tell you I love you guys... Um, if you like that song, go out there and follow D-Cure. I will have a link to his stuff in the show notes as well. He has all kinds of great stuff. I also want to give a shout out to Original Geek Comics for allowing me to be part of their Paladin comic book and allowing me to have an advertisement in there. If you're looking for great new comic book content and awesome stories, make sure that you go out there and follow Original Geek Comics. 
You heard me talk about Diamond State Wrestling. So I am part of Diamond State Wrestling. I've talked about it in the show. Um, We have an event coming up on October 29th. We have Diamond State of Emergency. It is our next big event that is coming up. Um, The main event is going to be a triple threat ladder match. And we're also going to have a strap match that night. So make sure you can come out on October 29th to be at the Diamond State of Emergency show in Springdale, Arkansas at the Diamond Dome. Um, I'm part of the Rare Cut, as you know. I'm also a backstage correspondent there. So the in the last week, you haven't seen me on the actual show, The Rare Cut. Jake has taken over my spot on that show. However, I'm still with them, and I'm working on another project right now that will be coming out here soon. And when it gets closer to time, I will be announcing what that project is. I'm very excited about it, and I think you guys are really going to enjoy it as well. But make sure that you keep up with everything Diamond State Wrestling. Go to their YouTube page. I have it in my show notes. And you can follow the Rare Cut and see everything that's going on with the show. As well as watch a lot of the shows that have already happened. So I am all over social media. If you want to follow me on there, you can go to pretty much anywhere and look up. If you give a data podcast, you can also look me up on Google. I should be the first 10 to 15 results. Um, Go out there and follow me. Show me some love. And uh, maybe I'll be able to follow you back as well. If you want to send me an email, send it to giveadatapodcast at gmail.com. I look forward to hearing from you guys and uh, telling me what you think of the show or if you have a suggestion. I actually had somebody reach out to me the other day and uh, suggest a guest. And I was able to get them scheduled for the end of December. So you guys will be seeing that kind of stuff happen more often. The more you guys send those to me, the more I can get people on that you guys want to hear. So as you're listening to this, make sure that you go out and rate and review this episode. Tell me what you think, whether you liked it, whether you didn't, just let me know. Leave me a five-star review if you liked it. That way people will be able to find the show more because um, the more people that review this show, the more likely I am to be discovered by somebody new. And I'd love for this to just be shared around everywhere. Make sure that you like, share, and subscribe to this. Hit the notification bell wherever you're listening. That way you are notified when there's a new episode of If You Give a Data Podcast. So we've come to the end of another episode of Eigenapp. It's been a lot of fun. I've had a great time talking with Colt Kilbane, like I said before. And I hope that you guys enjoyed this show. But now is time for Billy's favorite part of the episode. And that is Dad Joke of the Week. How did the barber win the race? He knew a shortcut. (laughs) All right, everybody. I love you guys. I hope that you have a wonderful week. And I will see you next time. Bye. On. He calls us beautiful people, then tells us who we have on. The best part of my day, the world blocked out in my pods. Tell my friends all about it so that they follow along. And the host is kind of nerdy, but guess what I am as well. I don't feel so alone, and I began walking out of my shell. Heard a story, I need a connection I haven't felt. I'll be looking for the next one, tell then farewell. It's the podcast for me.
This podcast is part of the OIW Podcasting Network.